Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com in the beautiful Northwoods on the campus of Silver Ranch and Nicolay Bible Institute. Um, we'd love having people up and just getting away from the busyness and everyday chaos of life at times. Um, and it's not always busy or chaotic. No, especially in 2020. And That's right. And so we just like to offer the opportunity to partner with churches, families, young people, youth groups um, to be able to come up and experience God in nature and yep. do some fun activities, try an activity that they've never done before, uh, make a new friendship, and even most importantly, learn something new about God. And yeah, so, you know, you can focus on whatever you want to focus on. The, the truth is that when you get an opportunity to share God's love with anybody, yeah, that's a pretty special moment, whether it be 500 people, five people, two people. I think you got to focus on faithfulness, not on numbers, especially during this past year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, I've talked about this before, but do you remember when we've talked about focalism before? Focalism, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really a psychological term. And well, I, I thought you were talking about like when the deer's in my focal point. That too, that too. My bad. But yeah, well, I, I wish they were in my sight. <laughs> they weren't anywhere they near weren't my They weren't anywhere. I got, I've got three <laughs> days left. Three days. I got three there's days. Three days left. Well, at the recording of this, there's three days left. I don't want DNR people was, listening to this. I thought it was already contact over. Me. No, the bow season goes to the third, oh. the Sunday. So we'll see. Oh, it's not January yet. No, For it's <laughs> not. And not while we're recording this. Wow, For I, those of you looking at your calendar right now and totally confused because this comes out later. Yeah. Uh, these are pre-recorded, obviously. So, That's okay. Yeah. Well, focalism, though, is when... And it happens to everybody. And, and I want to give a disclaimer here. I think that God made us this way. He yeah. made us to be able to focus on something at the exclusion of all other things. So Satan knows we're made that way, so he uses it against us. Yeah. Because everything that God did that's good, Satan loves to take it and tarnish it somehow. So it's not unusual because actually I'm supposed to focus on God and his plans and his purposes regardless of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. But if I focus on the circumstances, I have trouble focusing on his plan and his purpose and yep. et cetera. So Satan loves to get us to focus on something that's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Not even bad, just irrelevant. irrelevant. Right. And all of a sudden we don't do anything well. Right. It's like kind of like when you talk about the Packers. Yeah. You know, and what happened this year, you used to be a big Bear fan. I used to be a big Packer fan. Now we hardly watch it. That's right. <laughs> so the pandemic hasn't been good for them uh, in this sense. Uh, you know what I find odd? The pandemic hasn't been good for any sports. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard a lot of because the, the sports people are politically motivated and people don't want to watch it. I mean, I've heard very specifically that. Oh, yeah. From guys my age that basically say if they're going to wear messages all over their uniform, I'll go fishing. Yeah. You know, I, I'll go do something else. Right. So, you know, I don't know. I, I really wouldn't be able to be in a position. And I can see a little bit of that. Yeah. You know. Well, the guys that I've talked to, I mean, literally, they they just didn't want to hear a political message. You just want to watch the game. Yeah. yeah. They, especially in their viewpoint, very wealthy people talking about how they've had to suffer. Right. That did, That hasn't gone over well with the blue-collar people. No. It's not that it's not true that people have to suffer. That's that's not what they're saying. They're saying the messenger's all wrong here. You know, honestly, if you want to help the poor, then take most of your salary and give it to them. Mm -hmm. uh, don't tell me that things are out of whack. Right. That you're playing a game and getting paid exorbitant amounts for it. Right. So, you know, I, I think that's the attitude. Now, everyone that wants to contact us, 
uh, contact Jason, please, and tell him that you don't like what I just said. And I'll put you in touch with Dave. Yeah, very good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm not trying to beat up any athletes. I'm trying to say there's a reason why the, the viewership's down. Right. And I'm not sure what it is in my little bubble world. But I think it's somewhat of a broken system. Yeah. You know, at what point in time did we get to the point where we need to pay so much for an athlete to play a game? Right. You yeah. know, that's yeah. that's something I think that we'd have to put yeah. into question at some point. Not right now. I'm just saying that. You know, well, I agree. I mean, how, why is somebody worth millions of dollars a year that that can, you know, throw a football uh, it, it, when somebody who did heart surgery on you I or, mean, or a pastor? Here's the way to look at it. Regardless of who the president is in time in history. Right. I mean, a president makes $400,000. Right. Not even a million dollars. Right. So we're paying an athlete. Right. How many times more than arguably one of the most, you know, significant people in our nation? Yep. You know, regardless who that person is, I'm just saying in general, yeah. you know, but anyways, that's. Well, salaries aspect. have always been not equitable, obviously. Yeah. I always tell young people, you need to go into a field, a career that you just really think God made you to do. Don't worry about the money. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Do what you, you might, love. You to might me. get paid more than you should. You might get less than you should. But in this way, you can you can enjoy God. I went into teaching, and my dad had been a pastor at our home church actually for twenty five years. You know, yeah. at, by the time he wasn't there anymore. And when I went into teaching, my first year teacher salary was a thousand more than he made. Wow. And he was there twenty five years. Yep. He wasn't there for the money. Right. You know, and and when when I look at that as a kid, I remember how many times he, as a a pastor, you know, our church was what about five hundred people back then, or something mm-hmm. in that range, but but as a pastor, there were so many times where tragedy in families. He was right in the middle of. He was there to help. He took care of them, and then I remember thinking, wow, and he, they pay him, you know, poverty wages. Mm-hmm. I found that interesting. And yeah. as I got older, I saw, man, they're paying these athletes huge wages. Yep. Boy, I guess society values sports, but not pastors. Right. Or teachers or something else. Um, and, and I'm not saying, I mean, I understand, you know, there are certain things that you can't even pay for. I mean, educating children is important, whether you get paid for it or not. Mm-hmm. And we need to do it whether you get paid for it or not. Right. And you do a good job. And the amount that you do to take care of a person, that's variable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. That's a hard thing to throw around because yeah. uh, some people don't make much and they handle it very well. And some people make a lot more than they should. They don't handle it well or the mm-hmm. other way around. Right. right. Anyway, focalism. Focalism. Back See, to the point. Now, here's what could happen. We could focus on this. We could just focus on salaries of athletes and miss discussing anything else that's really important. Right. And really in life we could do that. If you're married, you can focus on the fact that your spouse um, doesn't line up the shoes like you like them. Mm. You know, you could focus on your child who keeps saying, ain't that cool, and you don't like that phrase. You know I mean? <laughs> right? No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Or anything else that I come home with and <laughs> throw out there because you know how to poke the bear. But the bottom line really is you can focus on those things or you can focus on what you should focus on. Um, the year 2020. 2020, a year for the books. Yeah. There was a, a focus going on in 2020. Yeah. A focus that got so crazy. In fact, there were so many pulls to focus at yeah. some point. 
So we're talking about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And, and again, perspective-wise, it's not that the coronavirus didn't exist. It's not that people don't get sick and die from it. But if I was told about every single car accident that took place every day and the injuries and, and, and all the other stuff that go along with the car accident, I'd be afraid to drive. Mm-hmm. Because what I would be focusing on is all the accidents. Right. If they would report on how many people successfully made it to work right. every day, I would feel confident. So it depends on what the media focuses on. Yeah. I really want our listeners to see that. It, it isn't necessarily that accidents are good or bad. I didn't say that. They're bad. People get hurt. But it's not reported every day. And it's not something we focus on. So we feel like it's safe to drive. Mm-hmm. And likewise with the flu, you know, um, I have some physical conditions where really my doctor has talked to me a couple of times about, please don't get the flu. It's like, yeah. well, okay, I, I don't plan on it. I don't want it. Right. All right. Well, I'm not going to focus on that exclusively or I'd have to go live in a cave, I guess. Mm-hmm. I might get a flu from some animal running by that got it from somebody or something. I'm not sure. But but regardless, if you focus on it, now everything else in life takes a back seat to it. Right. And I think that's what happened in 2020. There there were two focal points that seemed to overtake the world, but they were driven by one, and that's the, the coronavirus, first of all. Yep. And the second one was the election of the United States. Yep. I, I mean, it seemed the two focal points and everything else seemed to take a back seat to it. And I think that's not healthy. No. That's not healthy. And we need to get off that as individuals and churches and whatever else. So here, the rest of this program, I want to talk about, did anything in 2020 happen that was good? Oh, yeah, that's a good topic. You know, what, what happened that was good, yeah. that, that we missed or we didn't focus on? We said, oh, yeah, that's good, but you know, go from there. Mm-hmm. What, what do you got? Do you have anything that happened that was good in 2020? I thought we had a great summer here at camp. We did. You know, it wasn't like any other summer, but it was still great. For those that were here, we had a lot of fun. We did. You know, we had camp as normal. We opened up as soon as we could. We had kids come to Christ. Yeah. We had, we had counselors and, and leaders and churches come up here. We saw groups that were multi-ethnic. Yeah. Enjoy being kids together and not one one tension from being ethnically different. Right. And it was great. Those are good things. That's absolutely good. Why doesn't that get on the news? Because it's not the election of the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, and then you. And I was going to say, there's probably another focal point. You know, I mean, you know, we forgot one of the big focal points. You know, you probably have three big focal points. Right. And 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 right here at camp, we showed you can get together. As far as we know, we did not see a coronavirus transmission here at camp. Right. As far as we know, we did some things. We we did some things different. We're we're trying to be. Uh, responsible and prudent. Right. Um, we didn't see the the ethnic and and racial tension here. Right. That the rest of the world saw. But if you were to turn on the news, you would think that what we do here at Silverbird Ranch is not even possible. Mm-hmm. We we even had people here who disagreed politically. Yeah. Not everybody here is of one party or one thought, and they disagreed. Yet we all had this goal of focusing on what God would have us do in the lives of the young people that came here. And it turned out tremendous. So yeah, that, that went, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Some would say that, um, out of this pandemic, we were able to see science and red tape removed. Now I I don't want to get into the 
anti-vaxxers, vaxxers, whatever else. But it takes years normally for a vaccine to get developed. Mm. It's it's not necessarily because they can't do it. It's because of all the red tape that they have to go through. Right. So I've been told. Don't even know. Regardless, there's several that are done by the end of the year in one year. Right. Okay. That's got to be looked at for those that like vaccines and those that like science. Those that think the government gets too involved in slowing things down. That's got to be positive. Right. Yeah. You know? Now, I'm not telling anyone to take the virus, the vaccine. The vaccine. I'm right. just saying, if you look at it. It went very quick. It's amazing. Now, I have to always qualify this. I'm a, a, um, of the generation that saw the polio vaccine work. Right. So I'm really not an anti-vaxxer because I've just seen some diseases eradicated because of it. I, I took the polio vaccine and my dad lost his best friend to polio. So you look at that and you go, okay, right. there's a perspective there. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be promoting to anyone to either take it or not take it right? because I really don't know. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say one way or the other. So if someone says I'm really against it, I go, great, then don't take it. This is yep. America. You don't have to take it. Right. Somebody says, oh, I'm really for it. It's like, well, then take it. Yep. You know I mean? That's up to you, too. Uh, so for me, it's not a focus like it is for some other people. I don't want to focus on just the, the vaccine. But I would say that it's positive that a world can get together, the science community can get together, work together, share information, and get a vaccine developed. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's some positives along that way somewhere. Now, yeah. I'm, is there corruption there? Probably. Right. But again, that goes to the other focal point. There's corruption everywhere. I can't love life. Uh, fine. Mm-hmm. There might be some very, very quality, smart, wonderful people that work for a vaccine company. Yeah. Let's not take away the idea that they worked hard and tried to do something good, whether you agree with it or not. So, all right. So there's there there you go. I, I think there's a couple. You have anything positive else that you're thinking about? Uh, I mean, I thought it was fun having the extra time to spend with family. There you go. That is positive. Yeah, that was positive for me. There is. Um, no doubt that the world has to look at things differently. And maybe the sports things we started with is because people are, they found other things to do together. Right. They don't just sit and stare at the television anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know somebody years ago said it's ironic that, you know, like a football game, there's 22 people that need rest and 60,000 watching and we need exercise. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's ironic. Right. You know, to see that. And maybe maybe things have switched. Maybe we're all getting exercised now. Yeah. And we think, yeah, I don't, I don't need to sit in front of the tube and watch somebody else do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, I read that Africa was declared free of wild polio. Oh, wow. So the, the devastating disease of polio yeah. is now Africa's supposed to be free of it. And I thought, okay, well, that's really a good thing because yeah. polio, uh, you probably only read about polio. You probably yeah. didn't see too many people that were affected by it. Polio was devastating. Yeah. I mean, if you got it, it was, it was devastating. Hmm. Um, not, not like corona where you might die, you might not. Y- you were left pretty disabled hmm. with polio. Yeah. Or you died. Yeah. I mean, so you didn't want to get it right. one way or the other. Kind of like you don't want to get leprosy. Mm-hmm. In the Old Testament. I mean, you just don't want to get that disease. Right. Um, I know they know more about it. But Africa, free of, of polio, a disease, I'll read this, that until recently still infected thousands of young children each year, paralyzing those for life that it didn't kill. And that's what polio did. It mm-hmm. paralyzed you 
you for life. Yeah. If if you didn't die from it, and I obviously some people wish they just died from it. Yeah. If they got it, and it got transmitted person to person. That was one of those. In August, the World Health Organization proclaimed a public health triumph. So okay, uh, let's let's give it you know our our minds. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you gotta love a little bit. You gotta love the some of the scientific advances. When I go to a doctor, let's say I get cut, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I got a gash in my arm or something, and I go in the, and they can clean it out, stitch it up, and I go home and I think, wow, yeah, it, it's really good they know how to do that, mm-hmm. and they've studied and they keep infections away. I mean, that's good. Um, it's just interesting that we don't focus on that. We focus on the fact, poor me, I got my arm. Mm-hmm. Hurt. Again, focalism. Sometimes focalism. we need to switch right. it a little bit. So um, I, I, there's another one here that isn't overly important to me, but I think it might be to some people. The the lockdown um, has turbocharged the turbocharged. rescue of abandoned animals, pets. There's a lot more animals that are in people's homes that they're just they have their their pets at home and enjoying them. And I thought, okay, I don't have a pet; doesn't matter to me, but. You know, if, if you like people playing with dogs, I guess that's I a good thing. I guess that's a good thing. Uh, you have a dog. We do have a dog. Yeah, he barks at me when I come over. Ruff, ruff. I don't think he likes me, actually. Well, she does. Uh, well, funny way of showing it. Funny way of showing it. Yeah. Yeah, she's probably just protecting you, making sure I don't come over and do something I shouldn't. <laughs> All right. In the space of a few months, four Muslim countries... United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Sudan, and Morocco all agreed to normalize relations. Four countries that really don't like each other. They decided to normalize relations. Now, you got to look at that as somewhat positive. Yeah. You know, they want to kill each other right now. Um, that's that's got to be good. Yeah. Um, so, I, the election, is there anything good about the election, you think? I, it would probably depend on who you ask. I know. It would depend on who you ask. If you asked me a couple of weeks ago, and if I wasn't really thinking about it, I'd say no, nothing good. Yeah. You know, I mean, everything about it seems controversial. Everything about it seems yeah. crazy. And um, and I still have this philosophy that we, you know, we're upset with other countries that might, you know, affect our elections. Yeah. When I think the United States often tries to affect other countries' elections, and we probably are trying to affect our own. Right. Um, I don't know if that for sure either. It's just my thought. However, here's here's out of the election, they found something positive. Okay. They found that when the election finally arrived, 21 million more Americans cast their ballots. And I understand only 2 million of them were dead. So that, no, I'm kidding. I, I don't understand that. That was an unnecessary comment. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, okay, more people voted. They're more engaged mm-hmm. somehow. Okay, that's fine. I we really would like to see people vote because that's allowing uh, the legislative body and other people to see where we're at. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think these two candidates got more votes, both of them, both of them, than candidates who won in years past, mm-hmm. which is really kind of amazing. That is kind you of know, amazing. when you think about it. All right, I, I guess that's positive. In July, a positive thing: space travel. NASA launched a rocket carrying a nuclear-powered preservance, I guess, the most advanced Mars rover ever built. Hmm. So in in the midst of all this, you think, I didn't even know that until I read it. I didn't know that. Don't you think that used to be a pretty big item if you're going to launch something to Mars and 
have it roam Mars? I would think so. I mean, unless, of course, you're a flat earther and you don't think Mars is out there, but that's a totally different discussion. <laughs> yeah. Unnecessary comment. Where, where, do I, where, do I, where do I see in the sky at night? <laughs> I don't know. Clearly, they missed the Bethlehem star that happened. Oh, clearly. That was a good thing. Yeah, the Bethlehem star. Did you see it? Uh, it was cloudy here. I yeah. saw pictures of it. I was going to tell you, if you saw it, then you weren't here because I tried and it wasn't. I know, we tried and... I think it was actually slightly snowy that night. Do you know, I think what you want to do is you want to go to the picture, I think it was National Geographic, I'm not sure, but they went to the Antarctic or something where, you know, the scientists all got together and said, if you want a perfect picture of it, yeah. you have to go here. Is that what they yeah, did? And they did, and it does look like the Star of Bethlehem. Wow. It does. So if you haven't looked it up yet, look it up, and you'll go, wow, that was in 2020. That's really cool. That The there Star of Bethlehem, maybe, you know, came out. But it, they, they, they did. They, uh, they launched a rocket, and uh, they're going to look for – now, this, I think, is neither here nor there because I don't think it matters. But they're going to look for signs of ancient life on oxygen and trying to exact, extract oxygen. Now, anyone knows that if you grew up when I did, you know Martians exist because I watched a program, My Favorite Martian. Hmm. Yes. I know they exist. They have little antennas that come out of their yes. heads. And, and they're very old-looking. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen them. Gotcha. And now they, where do they live, Area 51? Uh, yeah, they live in Area 51. <laughs> and, and they actually are the, are, are the ones working on all the media for, oh, yeah, for the world. For the yeah. world. Yeah. And we think that uh, Zuckerberg runs Facebook, but it's really these guys the at Martians. Area 51. Yeah. All right. Don't email me like that. Don't, don't do that. Anyway, they, that's pretty impressive. All right, how about this? How about th this is impressive no okay. matter where you come from. All right, let's hear it. Charitable giving in 2020. Okay, tough year. Yeah, tough year. It soared. I, I read that article. Yeah, article America has that. always been philanthropic. Always. But this year. What was that word? Philanthropic. But this. Philanthropic? Philanthropic. <laughs> but in this terrible year. The donors gave more generously than used the first six months of the pandemic. Gifts to charities increased by 75.5% Wow! by the same period last time. What, what's really interesting is that I don't have any scientific anything to back this. Yeah. Except for experience. Yeah. But through the years, this is my start of my 53rd summer here, I think. Yeah. And through the years, when times have been tough, people have stepped up to the plate and given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I've seen Americans do. Yeah. So I'm not overly surprised by this, but I'm, I think, have we missed the fact that we have learned to be generous with one another? Mm. Yeah. And that's really a good thing. And yeah. we should celebrate that and focus on that. That's good. Um, I'd say that was a good thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think another thing, if you, if you just want to look at something, is that I think there's been a new appreciation for the common worker. Hmm. You know, we, we now label them essential workers. Yeah. Which I think is harmful in one way because there's all kinds of people who aren't essential anymore. But that probably should be. That should be. Yeah. I mean, everyone, I've always found that interesting that our government, if there's a shutdown, they only keep the essential workers working. So yeah, how does that make the rest of that feel? How about fire in the rest? Uh, that's my thought. Yeah. Uh, raw uh, comment uh, right there, but how about... Watch out, watch yeah, out. Uh, uh, Jason.Kemper. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering. 
But when you look at this, it's like, you know what? There has been. People have actually been kinder to those who work in a grocery store. Mm -hmm. They've been kinder to healthcare workers who they realize are trying to do their best to try and figure this out with all the other goofy stuff that's going on. I mean, people have been kinder. Mm -hmm. And and they've been acknowledging the fact that people have served them in different ways throughout the years. Yeah, I hope that doesn't stop. I hope some of these things continue. I hope we focus on always being thankful. You know, if you do go to restaurants, if they're open in your area and you go and you get served by somebody, I, I hope you're thankful that that you can sit there, that somebody can serve you. And I just hope you're thankful. Yeah. It used to be almost like I think you go and you have a right, you know, I mean, you have this right to be mm-hmm. there and pay and they need to perform for you. I think we need to be thankful. If you go to the hospital, I think you need to be thankful that people are trained. They're willing to, to work with you, even though you're you might be catchy. Yeah. You know, we need to be thankful for the people in our lives that, that are there, policemen, mm-hmm. firemen, uh, even politicians. Uh, there are good ones out yeah. there. Um, and I would encourage you to, to start focusing on some of the things that we can uh, be excited about. So an assignment for all of our listeners, I would love you to take a, a, a blank piece of, piece of paper. If you've got a family, sit down with your family and start listing so we can get away from the focalism problem. Mm-hmm. Start listing things in 2020 that happened that are just good. Yeah. That, that are just good. And now, and then look forward to what 2021 could be and list things that could be good then too. Yeah. Uh, because really, when you look at it, uh, <clears throat> 2020 was hard on people. We lost our, uh, my father-in-law, my wife's dad. But you know what was good? He was a believer and he went into the arms of Jesus. Yeah. So, so you could look at both sides of that. Yeah. And I think it's important that you balance life off with that. You mm-hmm. don't just look at one side. Um, the idea of us getting, uh, my wife and I getting a check from the government, our second one's already in the bank. We already got notice. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I'm thinking, huh? Yeah, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. But because I'm trying to focus on some positive things, I'm thinking, okay, the heart of the legislative body, hopefully, somebody there, somebody, is I really want to help people. Yeah. Okay, I'm thankful for that. Right. I may think that we shouldn't do it. I mean, and that's where I'm, I'm asking us to refocus a little bit. Right. Because we get so angry with people and angry with little things that go wrong that we can't enjoy any more life. And I think we need to get back to enjoying life. Yeah. So take some time, get a piece of paper, write down the blessings. I actually went and I made, and, and I'm not going to tell you what they are. You have to get your own. Mm-hmm. But I did 21 verses for 2021 that talk about us being blessed by the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll have to go to my nighttime broadcast to get that because I'm going to do it on there. And you can find that at Relate365.com. Yes, you can. Yeah. And, and because I think, you know what, one of the, it's one thing to say be focusing on the right things it's another thing to actually do it yeah and meditate on what's right mm-hmm. so and i think that's good and i think that's that's something that i encourage you guys to do i know that sometimes we're like oh yeah that's a good idea and then it's in one ear and out the other but i think it's good to pause and and, and to look at the evidences of god's grace in our life because like dave said at the top of the show oftentimes satan gets us to focus on the other not important things um, and the cool thing is that God is still sovereign. God is still in control. And so let's look back at 2020 and see the ways in which he was at that 
in our lives and in our family's lives. So if you missed part of this episode, I encourage you to head over to Relate365.com and check out this podcast or the nighttime podcast to hear Dave's list of 21 verses um, about um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So this is Jason, Dave, and Young Earl. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.